Merry Christmas, friend. I am so excited to keep reading through the book of Luke with you all. And I'm so proud that you have continued to intentionally choose to fix your heart on Jesus. Listen, I want to challenge you. Our temptation will be to quit. We're going to see obstacles come up and busyness happen and we're going to miss days. Fight through that temptation. As the season gets busier, make this a priority. As you miss days, either intentionally choose to pick up where you've left off or say, you know what? I missed that day and I'm going to pick up on the day that it is. Don't let shame enter in here. We are leaning into Jesus. We are choosing to celebrate him this season. Shame has no place here. I'm so excited to celebrate this season with you. Now let's dig into the book of Luke today. Luke chapter 6. On a certain Sabbath, Jesus was walking through a field of ripe grain. His disciples were pulling off heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands to get rid of the chaff, and eating them. Some Pharisees said, why are you doing that, breaking a Sabbath rule? But Jesus stood up for them, having never read what David, have you never read what David and those with him did when they were hungry? How he entered the sanctuary and ate fresh bread off the altar, bread that no one but priests were allowed to eat. He also handed it out to his companions. Then he said, the son of man is no slave to the Sabbath. He's in charge. On another Sabbath, he went to the meeting place and taught. There was a man there with a crippled right hand. The right, the religion scholars and Pharisees had their eyes on Jesus to see if he would heal the man, hoping to catch him in a Sabbath violation. He knew what they were up to and spoke to the man with the crippled hand. Get up and stand here before us, he said. Then Jesus addressed them. Let me ask you something. What kind of action suits the Sabbath the best? Doing good or doing evil? Helping people or leaving them helpless? He looked around, looked each one in the eye, and he said to the man, hold out your hand. And he held it out, and it was as good as new. They were beside themselves with anger and started plotting how they might get even with him. About the same time, he climbed a mountain to pray. He was there all night in prayer before God. And the next day, he summoned his disciples. From them, he selected 12. He designated as apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, Andrew, his brother, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Coming down off the mountain with them, he stood on a plain surrounded by disciples and was soon joined by a huge congregation from all over Judea and Jerusalem, even from the seaside towns of Tyre and Sidon. They had come both to hear him and to be cured of their diseases. Those disturbed by evil spirits were healed. Everyone, <clears throat> everyone was trying to touch him. So much energy surging from him. So many people healed. Then he spoke. You're blessed when you've lost it all. God's kingdom is there for the finding. You're blessed when you're ravenously hungry. Then you're ready for a messianic meal. You're blessed when the tears flow freely. Joy comes with the morning. Count yourself blessed every time someone comes. Every time someone cuts you down or throws you out. Every time someone smears or blackens your name to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort. And that person is uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Skip like a lamb, if you like. 
for even though they don't like it, I do, and all heaven applauds, and know that you are in good company. My preachers and witnesses have always been treated like this, but it's trouble ahead if you think you have made it. What if, what if you, what you have is all you've, you'll ever get, and it's trouble ahead if you're satisfied with yourself. Yourself will not satisfy you for long. It's trouble ahead if you think life's all fun and games. There's suffering to be met, and you're going to be to meet it. There's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others, saying what flatters them, doing what indulges them. Popularity contests are not truth contests. Look how many scoundrel preachers were approved by your ancestors. Your task is to be true, not popular. Oof. To you... Who are ready for the truth, I say this. Love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with a subtle move of prayer for that person. If someone slaps you in the face, stand there and take it. If someone grabs you, your shirt, gift wrap, your best coat, and make it a present. If someone takes unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice the servant life. No more payback live generously. Here's a simple rule of thumb for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. If you only love the lovable, do you expect a pat on the back? Run of the mill centers do that. If you only help those who help you, do you expect a medal? Garden variety centers do that. If you only give for what you hope to get out of it, do you think that's charity? The stingiest of pawnbrokers do that. I tell you, love your enemies. Help and give without expecting a return. You'll never, I promise, regret it. Live out this God-created identity the way our Father lives towards us generously and graciously, even when we're out, we're at our worst. Our Father is kind. You be kind. Don't pick on people, jump on their failures, and criticize their faults. Unless, of course, you want the same treatment. Don't contemn those who are down. That hardness can boomerang. Be easy on people. You'll find life a lot easier. Give away your life. You'll find life given back. But not merely given back. Given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. He quoted a proverb, can a blind man guide a blind man? Wouldn't they both end up in the ditch? An apprentice doesn't lecture the master. The point is to be careful who you follow as your teacher. It's easy to see a smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to the ugly sneer on your own. Do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you? When your own face is distorted by contempt, it's this I know better than you mentality again, playing a holier than thou part instead of just living your own part. Wipe that ugly sneer off your own face and you might be, be you might be fit to offer a washcloth to your neighbor. You don't get wormy apples off a healthy tree, nor good apples off a diseased tree. The health of the apple tells the health of the tree. You must begin with your own life-giving lives. It's who you are, not what you say or do that counts. Your true being brims over into true words and deeds. 
Why are you so polite with me? Always saying, yes, sir, and that's right, sir, but never doing a thing I tell you. These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundation words, words to build a life on. If you work the words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on bedrock. And when the river burst into banks and crashed against the house, nothing could shake it. It was built to last. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't, sk- and don't work them in your life, you are like a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. When the swollen river came crashing in, it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. So we ask ourselves every time, God, how can I be not just a hearer of your word, but a doer also? We want to hear it, but we also want to live it out. And this this scripture actually told us <laughs> to live it out right at the very end. It said, don't just... Don't just take these things in, but your life, it, there should be fruit that shows that this is who you are and the way that you live. Again, for each of us, this is different. So I challenge you, even though I'm processing and asking God, how can I be a hearer and doer of your word? I challenge you to, to ask yourself the same question. But of course, I'm going to give you one as well. Um, when I look at this... Um, I love that he gathered the disciples. He commissioned them as apostles. Um, but man, the part, I, I think I said it a lot. I'm trying to find it here now where it talked about, um, I think it was verse 26. Popularity contests are not truth contests. Look how many scoundrel preachers were approved by your ancestors. Your task is to be true, not popular. So for me... A lot of this, of what I read of your task is to be true, not popular. Um, And then going into this of, you know, like, look at yourself. I I feel like there were so many just different examples of this, of what can you do about yourself? (laughs) And then how can you be kind to other people? And I think a lot of times our attention is shifted the other way around, right? Like we... We can see what needs to change in others, you know, especially even at the holidays. It's hard when we get around family members or even when we're around our own family extra and personalities are exaggerated or elevated or whatever. And so in this passage, what we what we see is focus on yourself, do in you what you can do, and then be generous with others, be generous with your possessions with your belongings but also generous with your thoughts and opinions and emotions Um, and that doesn't mean that you let everybody in but it does mean that you live kind and respectfully with all people and so that would be my doer takeaway of this 
This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study, a Bible study platform for busy women just like you. If you want to know God through His Word better, I am giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. Plus, use the promo code Hearers and Doers for an extra 10% off. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent I don't want you to miss. I'd love to hear your big takeaways from today's episode. Would you share them? Post them on social media and be sure to tag me at Becky Kaiser. And if you loved today's episode, don't forget to give it an awesome review because that helps others find the show too. And you can always text the link to friends so they don't miss it either. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Merry Christmas, my friend.